Welcome back to another edition of The Drive. As always, I'm your host, Dami Aina, a.k.a. 10K Dom. And to my virtual left today, we got my boy, Rashid Brima. How are we doing today, Rashid? We're doing good. I'm really excited for this episode. It's going to be a good one. But uh, yeah, tell me what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, so today we're talking about one of, with one of our best friends from high school, Stefan Dobras, a.k.a. Stiffy Steph. We're going to be talking about... Pretty boy time, Steph. Very pretty boy Steph. We're going to be talking about his time studying abroad in Austria. I know he traveled a lot around Europe. Kind of get experience with that and just hear any crazy stories he has because he always has one. Yes, sir. And with that being said, please buckle up and enjoy the drive. Yes, sir. All right, Stefan, you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, first and foremost, thank you, boys, for having me on here. Thank you for being uh, on. Since man. I saw you guys drop this, I was like, God damn, I kind of want to join this podcast. Look at me. <laughs> there, Second on episode, a, you're one of the first on the list to ask. Baby. <laughs> so thank you for having me and good to talk to you, boys. But anyways... I'm Stefan, uh, currently a student at the University of Central Florida. And as they mentioned, last fall of 2019, I did a semester abroad in Innsbruck, Austria. And I know, Rashid, you did your semester abroad last semester. It got cut a little short, but it was an experience like none other. And, man, I'm excited to tell you guys about it. Awesome, man. So tell us about the decision about Austria. Why would you choose Austria? Dude, complete, it was completely by luck. So, actually, my buddy and roommate, Ricky Carvalho, shout out to Ricky, we wanted to go to Barcelona. We had been talking about it for the year prior. He said, we wanted to, he, said he wanted to study abroad. I said, I want to study abroad too. And we are talking about Barcelona, and we were pretty sad in Barcelona. And we had our meetings and everything, and we went to our first meeting, and Barcelona wasn't available for the program that we're in. So we're looking at the catalog and we narrowed it down to a small city in the Netherlands and Innsbruck, Austria. And we decided completely on a whim just to go with Innsbruck because we're both from Florida and Austria is in the middle of the Alps. And those are, those are nothing like we have in Florida. I'm sure you guys can vouch for that. Yeah, we got beach, not. warm weather there. It's Alps, snow, skiing all the time. So we wanted to change the scenery, a change of culture, and it was right in the middle of Europe, so it was going to be easy to travel everywhere. And it just honestly ended up working out perfectly, and I'm super excited I did it. That's good. I know you also have some family in Austria. Did that kind of – I know your dad's from there originally. Did that kind of impact your decision at all? So my dad's actually not from Austria. He's from Bosnia. Okay. So – yeah, so I want, I knew I wanted to study abroad in Europe, and that was part of the reason, because it had been probably eight years since I saw my family over there, and I mean, you guys come from ethnic backgrounds as well, correct? We have Nigeria and Ghana, right? Yeah. So I'm sure we, you guys both have family over there, and after not seeing my family for eight years, I really wanted to rekindle that flame, because we have, it's like a falling out, you know, distance separates you. And yeah, yeah, you have phone calls, Skype calls and everything, but it's, it's not, not the, it's same not the same, same as sharing dinner, sharing a drink, sharing conversation. And I wanted to experience that for my first time as an adult. And I'm so happy I did. I went and I spent a few days visiting my family in Bosnia when I had time off from school. And I saw my grandparents, my uncle, my cousins, all their friends. And I, I'm so thankful for that opportunity. No, that's good. Yeah, so you sound like you had a lot of fun in Austria. So kind of describe Austria to us as if, you know, we were thinking about going there and your travel agent trying to get us to book through you. So Austria is somewhere where if you're adventurous 
and you love doing new things and you just a bunch of motivated people there's a lot of people who are ready to do anything and everything and a lot of mountains so you have to be ready for the cold because man that's just chilly you know Florida <laughs> boy i had my jacket I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, everyone's adventurous everyone's super motivated it was wake up weather was nice let's go on a hike let's go snowboarding let's go climbing let's go do something something outdoors let's do something in nature and if you're ready to do that and just go experience new things that's the place to do it because everybody's so motivated to do it and the atmosphere just thrives on yeah opportunities like that i kind of get what you're saying because while staying in australia i kind of realized that australians i guess they have a lot of european kind of cultural background they're very adventurous. They're always like, all right, let's go on a hike. Let's go do this. Let's go, go surfing. Let's go to the beach. They're never kind of just sitting still and like trying to figure out, okay, like, what should we do today? Just always on the go. Yeah, and that's sure. one thing I kind of suffered with too. I mean, America as, as a culture, we're a little lazy. And I, I believe it has to do with the work. We're, we're working so hard to further our careers in school and stuff like that, that when we have free time, sometimes we just end up sitting back and being lazy like today today's rainy outside i'm having a lazy day and just talking <laughs> to you guys and i enjoy it i really do enjoy it but as far as a community as a whole we're not as motivated as other people are just to do normal everyday things yeah just to have fun with life yeah that's very true yeah. kind of rewind a little or fast forward i know you also went to austria for spring break you can like i know that was kind of when corona was happening first yeah, for so sure. what was that experience like oh man 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 all right so <laughs> <laughs> ricky and i we met a lot of great friends in austria and we just loved it and before we left our friends were like you need to come back in march the snow is going to be better in march leave your snowboards with us and just come back in march so we looked at each other and we're like man you know what, let's do it. We're coming back. So we left like our winter stuff there. And we decided to come back for spring break. So my parents are very hesitant on me going because of the whole coronavirus thing going down in Italy. It was very strong in Italy at the time. And there was only two confirmed cases in Austria at the time. And they're, they're fine by then. And I was keeping a close eye on it. But just for reference, Innsbruck, Austria is about 45 minutes from the northern coast of Italy yeah, or the northern border of Italy. So my parents were super worried. They didn't want me to go, but I wanted to make that trip and I really just wanted to get out there. So, so I said, fuck it. It's a recommendation, which I shouldn't have. And I went and <laughs> as soon as we landed in Munich, I believe it was March 9th or 10th. Um, our friend Joanna came to pick us up from the airport. She goes, Hey, by the way, today austria closed all its clubs and bars and anything over 100 people that's kind of bummer because we wanted to go share some drinks with some friends but like oh it's fine it's just bars and clubs like we'll still have a good time so we had dinner with our friends the first night and then the next day we went snowboarding came back took a nap watching a movie and then ricky and i's phone started blowing up we're like what's going on we look you got to check the news Trump just made a speech. You got to check the news. Turn on the news. Travel ban from Europe to the States. I had gotten to Austria about 24 hours before this travel ban was released. Oh, so I spent, I spent about 14 hours 
traveling to get to Austria, spent 24 hours there, and then boom, I just hit with the travel ban. Now my mom's calling me. Uh, she's freaking out, and God bless her. She helped me get a trip back the next morning. So we slept about two hours, got into the car, went straight to the airport, and as soon as we got to the airport, man, it was just so eerie. Nobody was, nobody had a smile on their face. Everyone was following rule by rule by rule. Nobody, there's no conversation. Everything was just quiet and eerie feeling. And I mean, thank God we got a flight back and we were able to get back before everything started getting crazy. But, you know, I don't regret it because it's <laughs> at least you got to go back. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good story. And I, I got to see my friends and I mean, I'm safe and everything's worth the story. So I'm glad That's I did sure. it. So kind of talk about your favorite experience in Austria. I know we, we kind of talked about going to Oktoberfest, so you can really point on that. But tell us about what your favorite experience of that, of that trip was. You know, man, this is a really hard question for me just because it's hard to like pinpoint an actual an actual point in time where it was my most favorite. Rashid, I'm sure you feel the same way Yeah, exactly. in Australia. It's hard to just put a finger on what was the best part. And I just, my favorite part was the learning that I did and the growth as an individual <laughs> and just getting out of my comfort zone. That's what I always tell all my friends, man. Get out of your fucking comfort zone. If you don't get out of your comfort zone, you will never grow. You will never grow And that, you know, I got out, all of our friends were not native English speakers. They learned it in school, but it was just a completely different culture and different everything. And I just, I learned so much and I grew so much as a person that that's what I took away as my favorite thing out of my trip there. Just the growth. Yeah, awesome, man. So pretty much you're one of those people now I was going to say, oh yeah, study abroad changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in Europe. Like, my life literally changed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fun. So I know you mentioned you traveled a little bit around Europe. Um, I saw like, a lot on Instagram, which looked very, very fun. Was a little bit they were very fun to look at. Yeah. Hey, kind of tell us a little bit. That's the fun. Don't worry. You get to plug this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a little shout out. Get there, a plug right? at the end of this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so tell us about some of the stories, like traveling. I know you went to Oktoberfest in Germany. Just touch on that a little. Yeah, so Oktoberfest was a lot of fun, but it was just a bunch of drunk people from all over the place, which was cool because <laughs> we'd sit at the table and there's just like five different languages going on around you, but everyone is just as drunk as the next. And you look over and you're like, hey, where are you from? I'm from Brazil. I'm from Portugal. I'm from wherever. And it's really interesting. But one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite stories has to be, believe it or not, my very last night in Austria. <laughs> Tell us about that, man. All right. So it's my last night in Austria. And I looked at our friends. I said, you know, I kind of want to go out with the bang. We're not going to see each other for a long time. I want to drink from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. So we start drinking at like the Christmas markets. There's a bunch of stands set up and they're selling like it's cold outside. Like I told you, we're in the middle of the mountains. So they're selling like hot cider. It's called Blue Vine, which is like a hot wine. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing that. And then we go to dinner after that. Have some drinks at dinner. And then we're just bar hopping, club hopping. And five in the morning rolls around. And my buddy Peter looks at me. And he said, hey, man, 
I want to grab something from your apartment. Should we go real quick? Are their friends want to get pizza? I said, yeah, they go get pizza. Me and you will go get something from the apartment. Peter and I are, um, we're quite intoxicated. It's five, <laughs> it's five in the morning. We're leaving the club and he has his bike. I walk there and my bike broke at the beginning of my time there. So occasionally if we're going to do something throughout the day, I'll just sit on his handlebars if I were with him and we would go. So he looks at me with vodka in his eyes and he goes, why don't you just sit on the, sit on the handlebars like the old times one last time. So I said, okay, let's do it. I'm on the handlebars and we're going down the street, middle of the street. Cop comes around the corner, shines his lights at us. We're like, oh fuck, what are we going to do? He goes off to the side of the road. He hits the tram tracks in the middle of the road. We both fly off. We're drunk. This is not good. And <laughs> the cop comes up to us, starts speaking to me in German. I'm like, oh, ich bin ein Student. Like, I'm a student. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just visiting. Like, <laughs> and, and so they just stopped talking to me altogether. They're talking to my friend Peter, who's from there. And they're just having a conversation. And I butt in. I give him a little sob story. Oh, it's my last night here. Like, we're just being stupid. It was a stupid decision. I live right down the street. Uh, we won't do it again. I'm sorry. They didn't care. Uh, so they're talking to Peter some more. I see the cop go to the trunk. She comes back with the breathalyzer. I'm like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> Peter, Peter blows the breathalyzer because he was the one driving the bike. And he blows a .25. And if you know anything about a 0.25 BAC, you shouldn't be driving a bike with a 0.25, especially with someone on the handlebars. So he looks at me and he goes, hey, so this is what's going to happen. You're going to take my bike. You're going to lock it up at your apartment. And I'm going to go on a ride, a ride with them to the police station. And I'll see you another time. And I'm like, no, Peter, it's my last day here. I'm leaving in the morning. I can't let you leave like this. And then he's like, just go. I'll be fine. I'll talk to you another time. He goes off. I'm walking his bike. I'm going to meet our friends that are at the pizza place. And they look at me. They see me down the street. They're like, where's Peter? Uh, Peter got arrested. And they're like, what? And then those two friends start speaking to each other in German. And I'm sitting there, confused. And another part I forgot to mention about this, I'm very confused because Peter and I took LSD that night. <laughs> we took That's a little bit of LSD. This is Peter's first time <laughs> on just LSD. A little, just a little disclaimer. And we want to say we don't condone any drug use on this podcast, but it makes for a more yes. exciting story. I don't do it either. But <laughs> <laughs> Peter's going to the police station his first time on LSD. And I'm sitting here. I feel so bad. I'm like, oh, no. Like, are they going to find it? He had it in his wallet. We get there. We're walking there. And then our friends are just kind of arguing the whole time in German. And I don't know what's going on. And they're just arguing left and back and forth, back and forth. We get to one police station. Peter's not there. We get to another police station. Peter's not there. At this point, it's 6 in the morning. It's really cold. We get to the third police station. As we're walking up to the police station, Peter walks outside. He just looks at us. 
He goes, they're going to send me a ticket. That's it. He just <laughs> says they're going to send me a ticket. And that was so all. So he got off pretty, like, nothing really happened to him. Yeah, he still hasn't gotten a ticket. I spoke to him, like, last week. He's like, yep, no, I still haven't got it. This was in December. Hopefully they just forgot about it. Hopefully they did forget about it. And he looks at me, and he goes, man, I need to go home. I'm having a bad night. <laughs> I'm like, it's not 8 a.m. yet. He's like, I need to go home. I'm having a bad night. I was like, okay. So they all go home. My phone is dead. I'm walking down the street to Wittsburg, Austria at 6 in the morning. I'm at a crucial point. I'm at the intersection where if I turn left, there's home. If I turn right, <laughs> if I turn right there's the club. You know? <laughs> I, I, but I know where you are. Make so a I, sat I sat there and I looked. And I looked around. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going by myself. <laughs> I'm completely by myself. And That's funny. So I go to the club. And they weren't letting anyone in. And I was just sitting there. I was like, fuck, my phone is dead. So I'm about to leave. And I turn to my right. And I see my friend Ani walking down the street with a blanket in front of the club. Stefan, what are you doing? I said, oh, I was about to go home. She's like, no. And she goes to the bouncer. She goes, he's with me. Brings me in. I'm there until 9 in the morning. Jesus. So you passed 8 a.m. even. I passed 8 a.m. Overdoing it, baby. I like that. And and I ended up making my way home. Didn't really sleep until I got on the way to Germany. And, you know, that was one of my craziest stories. Because, you know, that night, I was talking to my friend Ricky. Ricky ended up going home before he fell, he fell asleep. He's tired. But he goes, you know, I'm kind of upset that we didn't get in trouble with the law while we were here. That would have been a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> he missed out. And sure enough, I did it. Ricky didn't. So that, that's a Stop. fun little story. Again, I don't condone the use of drugs either. <laughs> we so. don't. I'm glad you told that story. I know being friends with you since freshman year of high school, you always have some crazy stuff going on. That was good to hear. Yeah, man. So uh, going back to like the whole entire trip, can you talk about the cultural gap? So like from Austria to living in Florida, what was that like? What was a different adjustment like for you? So it was interesting because Innsbruck was kind of like a hub for mm -hmm. winter sports. Yeah. It's kind of like a Colorado almost of Europe. Yeah. And so there's people from all over, all over the place that are there for winter sports. But just the culture over there in general is it was so crazy how you can drive one hour and be in a completely different place, completely different culture, different language, different food, different people. And, you know, if you're in Florida and you drive an hour away, you're still at the beach. You said redneck country. Yeah. And <laughs> Florida. it was just, it was nice being able to just go experience everything. And it was so close. And you didn't have to travel 14 hours by plane yeah. to go see it. You could just do, like, one morning or one night, Rick and I looked at each other. And we're like, you know, I, we kind of want to go to Prague. So we looked at Airbnbs that night. Found a cheap one. Called our friend Joanna. Said, hey, do you want to go to Prague in the morning? She's like, fuck yeah, I don't have school. I'm done. We just went to Prague that next morning at 8 in the morning. Spent the weekend there. 
and came back. It was just like things like that. Like imagine you're just sitting at home right now and you're like, oh, I want to go, I want to go to Paris. And you're just like, fuck it. The next morning you take a flight to Paris. It was just yeah. cool to be able to experience that. That's awesome. No, it's exciting. Yeah. So I know a couple months ago, I guess before everything with Corona happened, you were doing this Red Bull, you were like competing for this Red Bull competition, which seemed really cool. So can you kind of explain what that was and why you wanted to do it? Yeah, so Red Bull Can You Make It was a competition that goes on through different colleges and universities across the world. And basically what it is, it's, you guys know the show, The Amazing Race, have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. So first, it was a video competition. So the first round was you make a video. And if you go to my social media, the, the video is still up there. And you kind of just, it's just a little preview of your team. It was a three-person team. It was me and my buddy Ricky and our buddy Merritt. And we just made a little one-minute video showing, like, a little adventure side, creativity side. And the goal is they drop you off in one of five satellite cities in Europe if you were to win. Mm-hmm. And you only have Red Bull and you can't use your phone. You can't use money. You can't use anything. You have to end up in Berlin within six days using only Red Bull as currency. So that means you had to pay for your travel with Red Bull. You had to pay with your flights, with, with your stay, with your food, everything you paid with Red Bull. How do you even do that? Yeah. How's that so possible, man? Honestly, I feel like it's kind of like a, like a bribe you go and you're at the train station it's like, a border system too. listen like yeah it's like i'll give you like i'm doing this competition for red bull you kind of explain it to yourself it's like i'll give you like six red bulls if i can get a train ticket to the next city over and you go to the next city and there's little like benchmarks where you go and you can do competitions and stuff wait like so that. how have they done this they've done this before in the past yeah this so this has gone on so it's definitely something years. you can do it's yeah yeah, like yeah it's definitely do. and they give you so they give you emergency money. So it's like an envelope. Okay. Like if you're ever in a situation where you need money, like you can use it and you can get out. But that like if you dope. do that, I like yeah. But Ricky and I made it past the first round, which is the public voting stage. And the top 25% of votes moves on to the next round. And then it was the judges panel. And unfortunately, Ricky and I didn't make it. Ricky, Mary and I didn't oh, make sorry it. Sorry about that. Some haters over there. Judges. It didn't even end up happening. It didn't even, <laughs> so but, lost. But yeah, it was honestly it was it was just fun to do it and just fun to make that video and get out there and go to different classrooms. Hey, you guys should vote for me. Like just all your friends. It was it was funny because I didn't realize how much support I had behind yeah, me. Yeah, no, it was definitely some a really good thing. friends. So yeah, and also shout out to Ricky. He's really nice with the videos and the oh yeah, no like no takes. Bad, bad. He has some he, cool he, stuff. Yeah. So I have a two-part question for you. I want you to talk about your favorite place you've, tra- you've traveled besides Austria and some places you haven't been to that you wish you'd go to. So I had a really great time in Tuscany, actually. So Ricky and I got to Austria, and one of our buddies, Skyler, he calls us, and Skyler is like a, like a nomad. Like, you don't know what he's doing. He deletes his social media half the time. <laughs> talk to him, like, once every now and then. And he's always doing something new. He runs his own music marketing company. And mm-hmm. he calls us. He goes, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we just got to Europe like last week. We're doing our semester here. He goes, no way. I'm living in Italy right now. 
he's like, you guys got to come visit me. My buddy Albie has a home here, and he wants you guys to come stay and meet you guys. So Ricky and I bought a bus the next day, and we went and visited them. And I'm so grateful for Skylar and Albie because I had never met Albie before this. I knew Skylar, but I never met my friend Albie. And his family just took us in like family. And as soon as we got there, it was dinner, just wine, big family dinner. And we were just all talking, having a great time. She lent us her car. His mom lent us her car. She said, listen, if you guys want to go do anything, just take the car, blah, blah, blah. So we spent a couple nights in Florence, Italy. And then we did another weekend trip to Forte del Monomi, which is on the beach in Tuscany. Mm. And because his family had a home there, too. Yeah. And when we just went there and he invited his girlfriend and all her friends and like his other friends from Italy. And we just all had a big barbecue um, on the beach and just shared some drinks, shared some stories, shared some laughs. And that was one of my most memorable points just because it was all people that I didn't know. And I just felt like family. And it was just, it was nice. It was nice. I had a great time. And I still talk to Albie. Albie randomly calls me, randomly texts me. Super Italian, by the way. <laughs> he, he He's actually studying in Prague right now. So when I went to Prague, I went and visited him. Um, but he texted me. He said, hey, what are you doing? I told him. And he goes, I'm going to Okeechobee Fest this weekend. I was like, you're going, what? <laughs> I was like, don't you live in Prague? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to Okeechobee. I want to see you. And surprises me in Florida out of nowhere. And That's dope. That's a real homie right there, man. Yeah, yeah we talked. I met some, He's a great friend. We still talk on a regular basis. And I love to catch up with him. I'm thankful for all the opportunities he's given me. So That's awesome. I'd say that has to be my favorite trip while I was out there. No, so what are some places you haven't been to yet? Like, where is your dream, dream spot that you haven't been to yet? Oh, there's a bunch. I want to do a backpacking trip through Thailand really bad. Ooh, I want to go to cool. Indonesia and Bali. Rishi, I'd like to go to Australia. You should definitely and go to Australia. I still, I, I never saw, like, I was supposed to see Lisbon on my, on my, the ass end of my trip for spring break, but obviously that got cut short. So I want to see Portugal, Spain. And just, um, I just want to see everything, man. I want to see everything. I highly recommend if you had the chance, if you ever do go to Australia, go to also head New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, I'd love to go. Sick experience. Yeah, but we loved hearing all your stories, all your experiences. Definitely, thanks again for coming on the show. We had a good time. Thank you so much, bro. Yeah, I know. Thank you, boys. It's great talking to you. Yeah, and if you want to give yourself a little plug, where can people follow you if they're interested? I mean, I know Follow the ladies would definitely be interested. on Instagram <laughs> at Stefan Dobras, S-T-E-F-A-N-D-O-B-R-A-S. And Facts. say hello. Right. Slide them DMs. Hey. <laughs> Y'all boys have fun. Keep grinding. Keep right. driving. And just enlighten people, all right? Love thank you, you boys. So much, man. Thanks for coming on. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us for another edition of The Drive. And as always, thank you, Stefan, for joining us. So would you mind please unbuckling your seatbelt and getting the fuck out of our car because we're here. Thank you.